You're listening to the Prosper and Flourish podcast where we talk all things foundational wellness. This episode, we are talking about physical wellness and the ability to maintain healthy quality of life, especially during this crazy situation that we're all going through right now. So stay tuned for tips on how to maintain and optimize your physical wellness from Kayla, who is a physical wellness guru at Moxie Mama's Fitness. So welcome, Kayla. Do you have anything that you'd like to add on to my physical, my explanation of physical wellness? Um, I think you really nailed it. Um, my approach is very much um, the whole body holistic you know, approach as well. Um, you think about our bodies are a complete kinetic chain. Every muscle has to work together so we can move our bodies properly. And the same goes for just our overall physical wellness. Our mind state has to, we have to be in the right mind state to know what are we doing? What does our bodies need to make sure that we can then go into the physical wellness aspect of that? So I think you nailed it. Awesome. So will you tell us a little more about, you know, what you do and how you got started with Moxie Mamas? Um, so I started um, Moxie Mamas a little over two years ago um, because prior to that, I had been a group fitness instructor for a stroller franchise. And as my kids got older, I wanted to create something that, you know, evolved with my life as well. I wanted all moms of all ages and stages to feel welcome. Um, I also wanted to be able to offer more to the mom. So we, um, Moxie Mamas is essentially a community in health and fitness and motherhood. But outside of the group fitness classes, I knew there are some moms who, you know, want that one-on-one -on -one attention. So then we started to offer personal training and virtual coaching as well. Um, but it's, it's, I wanted to just offer a safe place for moms to take care of themselves as they re-strengthen their bodies. I love that. And I think what we're going through right now, we need, um, we need that connection, especially because like you and I were talking about a little before we recorded, you know, the connection piece is kind of off right now and we're kind of forced into um, social media and just other things that are, are making us feel a little disconnected, even though there is a way to feel connected, but definitely need more of, of that community piece. So I love that. So do you, do you have anything specific that you do that um, helps you like be super intentional and focus on your physical well-being other than maybe just, you know, teaching your classes? So this, there's a lot that can kind of go with that because nobody's perfect and we all have those moments of weakness where our, our wellness is not our top priority in that moment. Um, and it's definitely been a journey, um, especially this year, but for me personally, it's just some days, some days it's recognizing when I just need to go for a walk. Some days it's recognizing, you know what, you feel like crap. You're wanting to sleep all day. What's going on? What are you eating? Um, what's going on mentally? It's just taking a step back to reflect on what's going on in my life, which this year has been a lot for everybody. Um, so I just, I really have to try to be in tune with my body. And again, that's, that's taken years. I mean, when I started my journey, it was not as simple as just listening to my body. But the biggest thing is just trying to listen to my body to figure out what exactly it needs. Some days, again, that's going and hitting the punching bag really, really hard. <laughs> Some days it's just more water. So just really the biggest thing for me has been trying to take a step back and figure out what's going on. What does my body need? I think that self-awareness piece is really important. And I too, on my journey, I haven't, um, I haven't always been the best at noticing those, those little cues, but over time, you know, I think we get better at that as we become more self-aware and we kind of evolve on this journey and through this process. And this year has been um, very challenging for most people in many ways. And 
Um, I think by creating, um, by being intentional and creating healthy habits that stick, um, it's going to guide us and, and make us, um, lead us down that path of physical wellness, not only physical wellness, but all the other pieces of it. So like some healthy habits uh, that I think are easy for all of us to kind of develop and maintain, you know, like obviously regular routine checkups. And I know that's something that was a lot of talk and concern during COVID is people not wanting to go get those routine checkups, you know, but I think that's something that we can all stay on top of to kind of um, keep us on the, the right path, if you will. Um, obviously eating, you know, the right foods and splurging every now and then, and, you know, we're human, we have to be able to indulge a little bit, but, you know, moving our bodies. But I think the most important thing is, you know, what you're saying, you know, being self-aware and being able to notice these different things and kind of stay away from the, the things that we know are destructive. So do you have any tips or tricks or anything on creating healthy habits that stick and, you know, being able to avoid some destructive habits? So along that same line of, of self-awareness, um, you know, I'm a big believer in if you take something away, it's, you're usually not going to stick with it, especially if it's something you enjoy. And it's usually stuff we enjoy that leads to these destructive habits. Um, so just some examples that I've seen. Um, an example would be, you know, you put your kids to bed. We're all stressed. We're all tired. But we just want to indulge in the bachelorette, for example. So we pour a glass of wine. And then that glass of wine turns into three or four. And then next thing you know, we're snacking on Oreos. Um, and for some people, that's a once a week thing. That's perfectly fine. I would not consider that a destructive habit unless you're completely binging all through the night. But for some people, that's an every night occurrence. A lot of people I talk to is like, oh, I just need to cut out the wine or I need to cut out the late night snacking. Well, I always ask, well, what are you doing right before that? What, what is leading you to make those decisions? So the biggest thing is recognizing what, what is the destructive habit and what is triggering that. And instead of saying cut it out, because everyone's like, oh, I just need to stop drinking wine at night. Well, if you know that show is going to trigger you to want to sit on the couch and have a glass in hand, you know, try to swap it out for something like a nice relaxing sleepy time tea to help you fall asleep after your, your thrilling show with all the drama of The Bachelorette <laughs> and stuff. Or even pouring a mocktail, you know, pour it in a wine glass to make you feel like you still got that. Or something like, you know, the kids are in bed and you find yourself just pacing the kitchen out of you know, boredom and just wanting to hear quiet, try going for a walk instead. So you're not tempted to eat everything in the kitchen, um, which again, we've all, I mean, I, I have hidden in my pantry eating things before. Um, so just trying to find something healthy to replace it. So recognize what the destructive habit is, what's triggering it, and then what can you replace it with that you will still enjoy. So those have been the biggest things that um, I've seen help and that have helped me as well. I think that's huge. And it goes back to that self-aware thing, just being self-aware and being able to recognize things. So do you um, have, or have you found certain things that you've done to improve your physical well-being without being overwhelmed? Because I know the thought of that can be very overwhelming, especially just with what's going on right now. You know, um, while it may not be, you know, a destructive habit to do it once a week, I think, you know, when we are stressed or overwhelmed that we then those rabbit holes are really easy to fall down. So 100%. do you think that there's, um, or have you found anything that you've been able to do, you know, to improve your physical well-being, to make these things less overwhelming? Um, you know, the thing that I enjoy the most that I actually will admit I have not been that great at doing, um, I haven't made it a priority as much as I used to, but meditating. Meditating was just so key for me because I would do it in the morning 
because it would just set the tone for my day. I would set my intentions for the day. It would just, I mean, I know it sounds so cliche to say I would then out, but I really would. You know, if you wake up and you're like, oh, I have to work out, then you don't want to do it or you just kind of go through it. I mean, still some movements better than none. Totally give you that. But it just overall, you, if you set your intentions and you say you can't do these things and you just, you feel good about it then, you know, you'll be more patient with your kids. You know, you just go into the day thinking, I'm going to accomplish this. And so when my kids, when something would happen and my morning would go awry, I'm like, no, I zinned I, I out this morning, you know, I'm still going to get this done. So um, meditating was huge for me. Um, now, like I said, I haven't been that great at doing it in the last few months. So um, because schedule's been crazy and my boys were doing virtual school, I had to be really flexible with my own schedule and um, some people really thrive on routine and that is what has caused a lot of stress for a lot of people is just not having that routine. Um, so also just letting myself be flexible on like if I hate working out at night, but if that's the only time I can get a workout in, I know that I need to do it because I will be a monster <laughs> to my kids and my husband if I don't release that pent up stress. So um, meditation and just being flexible with my own routine has, has really helped a lot. So I love that. I love to meditate. I, um, I've mentioned this a few times on the podcast. I have been like in and out of meditation for several years. I'm talking like almost 14 years. And for the wow. long time, I thought, you know, like I just couldn't meditate right. Like I just couldn't do it right. And I would get so frustrated with myself. And it wasn't until the pandemic when, um, well, I've been a student of Mind Valley for a little while. I don't know if you've ever heard of it, but anyway, the long story short is during the pandemic, I really was like, I'm getting into meditation. I have to get out of this crazy funk that I'm in. So it wasn't until I, I got this new meditation teacher and she was like, there's no wrong way to do it. There's no right way to do it. And it wasn't until her style of meditation that I was like, all these years, all these years, I've been like telling myself I'm doing it wrong and it, there's really no wrong way to do it. So I love that you said that because I really love meditation and I would encourage people to meditate if you can even just do it for like five minutes a day it really I mean the science behind it and what it does to your nervous system and just your body in general it's mind-blowing stuff so I love that um, you've said that because I think it's a really easy way to kind of like ease into all of this and kind of kill the overwhelm and um, start you know working on whatever whatever area of wellness that you know people want to at least start with but I think I think our physical wellness, it's really important to make that one of the top priorities, especially with what's going on and like boosting our immunity and um, just overall, like, you know, developing those healthy habits and just having a better, you know, trying to have a better quality of life, even though like what's going on is a little, a little crazy and chaotic. Um, but what you said about the routine, it really made me think because I thrive off of a schedule and knowing what to expect and kind of like waking up and having like the flow of the day lined out for me. I like that. And it's been very chaotic for us here because the kids are all doing virtual school and I have a three and a half year old running around like a lunatic who really needs to go back to preschool, but I'm not quite ready to put him back yet. So um, in a situation like this, like how would you encourage moms? Cause I know I'm not the only one dealing with this with a preschooler. Like how would you encourage moms in this situation to, to start being proactive about their physical wellness? Do you think it's, um, just start with meditating or maybe start with walks? Like what are some ideas that you have around that? Because I think uh, what I'm finding in conversation is a lot of women don't, don't really make time for that. So they won't make time to, to work on something. So if there's like one thing you would say to just start doing, what would that be? 
Oh gosh, one thing. I had a whole big answer. Well, um, no, no. So it, this is going to sound really cheesy, but I mean, you think about it, there really is so much truth behind the airlines asking women or adults to put your masks on before putting the children's on. You can't help others if you don't help yourself. Um, so the long answer is, you know, think of it this way too. You have to make sure that everyone's in the right state of mind too, because some people can say they want something, but if they're really not there yet, they're not going to make those changes. Um, so for the people who are still hesitant to make those changes and not quite in the right state of mind, I just, I challenge you to think about it like this, you know, being a mom is, is, or has the hardest jobs, plural. Okay. It's not just one job. It's many jobs many, many jobs, whether you're a career woman and then coming home to cook and bathe the little ones and then clean and whatnot, or you're a stay-at-home mom, you still have so many different jobs throughout the day. If you go into the career world for a job, you're going to have training for that one position. You're going to have a lot of training for one position that pretty much stays consistent unless you get promoted. Well, as a, mother, as a mom, our job is always evolving as our kids evolve. So it makes sense that we need to continuously be training our mind and our bodies for our jobs. We want to be able to chase our little ones. You know, we want to be able to easily pick them up and pull them out of the crib without hurting our back. We don't want to be feeling tired and sluggish all the time because, you know, of, of what we're putting into our bodies. So we have to take care of ourselves because we're always training for this job. Now, for the mom who's feeling guilty about that, that's one thing that I just, I really, I hate that society has put that on us, that we have to put our families first. Because while I don't disagree with that, of course, every mother puts their family first. We have to put us first so we can take care of our families. Um, so you shouldn't feel guilty for taking time for yourself because at the end of the day, it makes you that much better of a mother. And, you know, there are so many moms who feel guilty for spending money to do something for themselves, yet wouldn't bat an eye to spend it on their kids. Mm -hmm. But again, we have to take care of ourselves so we can take care of them. Um, so it would just be to challenge you to just not feel guilty about it and recognize that moms deserve that and we need that. Um, so first of all, the mindset, and this is how it all, you know, this is what we're talking about. It's a whole mind body approach. So you have to change yourself mentally first to get into that right mindset. And then physically though, yeah, start small. You know, if you've got a little one at home, go for walks, play, play chase with them um, or tag with them at the park. I mean, even now, some days, the only way I can get my, my 12 year old to do physical activity is to go to a park and play tag with him. And then we're doing sprints. So um, <laughs> simple things like that, like go for a walk, play, play tag with your little ones, make it fun. Um, little ones I feel like are fun to play with as far as a workout because especially, you know, four and four and under, you can use them as a kettlebell. <laughs> so yeah. There's so many fun things. Um, the babies love it when you put them on their hips and you do little hip thrusts with them. They love that stuff. So there are so many ways, just, just keep it simple and have fun with it. It does not have to be daunting. And I think that's a big issue is we always think, Oh, I've, like like what you had mentioned before, like you want your husband to to write something out, like movement anyway. If it's five push-ups on the floor with your little one, that's something. And then get them to do it with you. Just little steps, little small steps every day. Each day you're going to want to do more and more as you start feeling better. So start small and have fun. There's, there's days where I 
just, it's so chaotic and I don't get around to doing something, but I spent three hours cleaning. Like it was over the weekend. I literally spent, it had to have been like over four hours cleaning. And I was like, you know what? I think that's my physical activity for the day. Like I was up and down the stairs a hundred times scrubbing bathrooms, you know? So like, I was like, I know this is burning calories. I mean, it's not my ideal thing for you know moving my body, but definitely um, I was moving my body and, and getting in that physical exercise. So there's something I just wanted to touch on that, you know, our physical wellness obviously is moving our bodies in good nutrition. And um, there's, and obviously being in the right state of mind, but there's, there's definitely more to it. There's so many you know, benefits of um, being physically well, um, mentally, besides feeling mentally um, sound, you know, there's um, physical, you know, benefits to it as well that I don't think a lot of people take into consideration when we're talking about just start small and do something, but like you reduce your risk of heart attack and obviously you can manage your weight better and reduce your um, cholesterol levels and type two diabetes and some cancers are um, proven to be reduced with physical activity. And then anyone with like blood pressure issues should definitely consider doing something like even just walking. But um, there's even like links to stronger bones and muscles and joint health, um, which is important for women, especially with the, the overall lack of um, or vitamin D deficiency that our nation is facing. I don't know if you've um, researched that recently. I'm sure you have. Yeah. Um, but it's something that people don't talk about enough. Like there are so many people out there that are vitamin D deficient, which affects your immunity, but it affects your bones. It affects your overall health. So I think um, going out for a walk in the sun, like I plan on doing that later this afternoon with the little ones, we like to go walk where it's really sunny. And not only are we getting in some exercise, but I wear, make sure I wear shorts. Like I'm freezing right now. I know it's only 60 something degrees, but I'm freezing, <laughs> Florida girl through and through but I will wear shorts and I will try to get as much vitamin D as possible. So I think it's those, you know, little things we can do to optimize our physical wellness that, you know, I love everything that you said about, you know, just, um, you can't pour from an empty cup, basically you can't pour mm -hmm. from an empty cup. And yes, they tell us to put on those oxygen masks first because you can't save anyone if you don't save yourself. So I love yeah. everything you said. And, um, just going back to the nutrition piece for a minute, you know, something you and I have in common is making sure that we eat really good. And people sometimes want to question us on, you know, are you just feeding us lettuce? But um, I get those comments from my family. You said you get those from yours as well. But I think, you know, focusing on eating whole foods and um, reducing our sugar intake and our caffeine intake, and just making sure that we're getting like healthy fats and healthy carbs, it's really good for our body, but it also has an effect on our mental clarity and our focus. And I don't think um, there's enough conversation about, you know, those, those things that it does for you, not only physically, but mentally, like being in a better mood. And um, there's link between our memory um, and our gut health, which I think, I mean, that's a whole nother topic for another podcast, but you know, our gut health is extremely important to our overall health. And um, I know that science has done a lot of discoveries recently on um, how our gut health can ward off infections and bacteria and viruses and all kinds of other things. So um, between that correlation of our gut health and our, our just overall um, physical well-being, I think is really important just for our general health in, you know, in general. Um, so I appreciate, you know, the fact that um, we're very like-minded, but I love the fact that you came on and I love everything that you've said. So I appreciate it so much. Um, uh, I also wanted to just, um, you know, make sure that people are understanding the importance of 
um, physical, physical wellness, but that's not the only part of this. Like there's so many other, other parts, like our mental wellness, our emotional wellness, our relationships, like they all kind of go hand in hand in what you were saying. It's, it's, and it's all a big cycle though, too. I mean, it's so, and back to what you were saying, sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off, but it's just, you're, you're, you're hitting every single point and inflammation is the one thing that you reminded me of too, that is just, that goes hand in hand with everything. Um, you know, it, it is such a cycle because if you're, if you're stressed and you're not taking care of yourself, you can fall into depression. Um, and, or you can go into binge eating, you know, all these things can happen. So if you're stressed and you're not, you're not taking care of your stress, you're not managing your stress well. And so you start binge eating and then you gain weight, then you have physical ailments, then you have inflammation, which can then lead to disease and then goes back to the depression. And you see, it just continues that cycle of things that you're building up. So everything truly goes hand in hand. Um, But inflammation was one of the biggest things that has been like sticking out to me this year, as far as, you know, the the gut is considered like the second brain of the body because it truly recognizes like when things are happening and sends all these different signals. And when your body's inflamed, that's, that's a signal to your body that something's not right. Um, but I, I will say the good inflammation at times is after you've worked out when your muscles are inflamed. <laughs> so that's when you want to have that. But yeah, every, everything is a cycle and it, everything goes hand in hand with the nutrition and managing your stress and just taking care of yourself mentally. So the best way is to maximize physical wellness, move your body, eat good, try to minimize your stress, increase your energy. Um, Try to get your mental, you know, your mindset where it needs to be and um, take care of yourself first. Be self-aware and put yourself first. Agreed. Thank you. Well, as always, I hope you find something in this podcast that can help you prosper and flourish in life. If you are loving the Prosper and Flourish podcast, please share it with a friend and leave me a review. And you can follow along on Instagram too, at Prosper and Flourish. Thank you so much for listening. I am so grateful for you. Have a fabulous week. And remember, it's health that is the real wealth, not pieces of gold and silver.